Hi, everyone. Welcome back to another episode of Sisters in Crime. I'm your host, Sarah, joined by Kate. Hi. This week, I'm going to be taking you to Paris to tell you about a Japanese man who murdered a woman in his house in 1981, but he didn't just stop there. The man then consumed various parts of her body over the next few days to, quote, absorb her beauty. This week, I am telling you the story of the Japanese murder and cannibal Issei Sagawa. Talk about when it comes to somebody just having the desire to eat somebody. But um, I wanted to share it with you because it is a pretty interesting story. Um, I am just going to put a blanket trigger warning on this whole episode. You know, I always go for the disturbing, gory, disgusting topics. So here we go. Issei was born on April 26, 1949 in a city in Japan I'm not even going to try to pronounce. Um, his parents were pretty wealthy. His dad was a businessman who had served as president of Curita Water Industries, and his grandpa had been an editor for a Japanese magazine. So a pretty well-off family. Issei was very introverted and not really the healthiest due to him being born prematurely. Because of his introverted personality, he took a strong interest in literature. After high school, he decided he would attend college at the University of Paris, where he would study comparative lit. On June 11, 1981, Issei was 32 at the time. He decided to invite Rene Hardevelt, who was a classmate, over to his apartment to discuss some assignments. Renee was a 26-year-old Dutch student. She was extremely beautiful with a clear complexion and desirable features. Soon after Renee's arrival at Issei's apartment, she was sitting at his work desk where he had walked up behind her with a rifle and shot her in the neck. Issei passed out for a short period due to the shock of shooting her. Once he woke up, he began to carry out his plan. First, he had sex with Renee's dead body. Once, he tried to bite into her skin and he realized his teeth weren't sharp enough, so he went to the store to buy a butcher knife. Once he had the knife, he consumed various parts of Renee's body, eating most of her breasts and face. He ate these parts raw or cooked while saving other parts in his refrigerator. Um, yeah, you can't just bite into somebody's flesh and think that it's just going to work like it's a chicken wing. <laughs> like, this is right. a real human with real like thick skin right psychopath right and he went for the breast and the face because those are the most desirable on a woman Issei was a small man who had no self-esteem he thought if he consumed beautiful people he wouldn't be this weak ugly small man and just to put things in perspective on height he was four foot nine <laughs> all right all right okay this is all making a lot more sense sorry short, short men need to have some credits too but i'm pretty but sure that's like really, is that legal dwarfism yes but did he really think he would have more self-esteem consuming other humans like that's not gonna make you grow it's gonna make Maybe. you a cannibal and nobody's gonna want you <laughs> Um, as he was consuming Renee, he took pictures at each stage. 
What? Ew. Yeah. Um, he mentioned in interviews that he was surprised at the, quote, corn-colored nature of human fat. He also <sighs> described the meat as soft and odorless like tuna, which, um, I mean, <laughs> I guess if you get, like, tuna steak, yeah, but, like, the, the tuna cans that I have, like, it smells like <laughs> cat. <laughs> it smells like cat food. Like, yeah. it shit stinks. You know what yeah. I mean? Like, what tuna are we talking about here? Right. And even tuna steak, like, it has a little bit of something. Yeah, like, it doesn't smell as bad as salmon. Like, salmon, no matter no. if you cook it, like, it's still. But, like, still at the same time, like, fish isn't odorless, in my no. opinion. Like, there's yeah, always I'm some confused. kind of stink. I'm I'm very confused, but also I haven't <laughs> I haven't seen or smelt human flesh to really know what he's right. talking about. So, I yeah. mean, after it's been you know hacked I've up. Also, like you know, when you watch like I don't know CSI and like dumb shows like that, um, I feel like when you see people like cannibals and stuff and TV shows and whatever, they never say that the human meat is soft. I feel like they always say like it's tough and rubbery. And, like, not desirable to eat whatsoever. Right. Like, it's not what you think it's going to be. Um, confused. Which I would think... <laughs> I, don't, I think that's what I would think it would be. Not good. Right. But, anyways. Um, so, if you aren't in complete shock already from this graphic scene, let's go back in history because this isn't the first time Issei had these urges. He started showing signs of cannibalism when he was in the first grade after seeing a male's thigh. Is this because he was born prematurely? I don't know. Like he doesn't have enough nutrients. I'm so confused about like his psychology. I know. He said that when he was a youth, he partook in bestiality with his dog and experienced cannibalistic desires for women. Hmm. When Issei was 24, he was attending Waco University in Tokyo. I don't know if it's Waco, like Waco, W-A-K-O. So this is before Paris. He went to Paris for to get his PhD. So this is in Tokyo. He followed a German woman home where he broke into her apartment while she was sleeping. His intention was to slice off part of her butt and sneak away to eat it. <laughs> what i'm sorry this isn't funny but like i've never heard anything like this before. i'm just so her shook her butt yeah i'm just very i'm beside myself like there's no thoughts in my brain but she woke up pushing him to the ground and she ended up calling the police and he was charged with attempted rape and didn't confess his true intentions um to authorities until he was arrested for renee and um, when he was being interviewed, the rape charge was dropped when his daddy paid a settlement to the victim. Oh, yeah. I hate that shit. Me too. So three years later is when he moved to Paris to pursue his PhD in Lit, where he admitted to bringing home a prostitute every night to try and shoot them. But for some reason, his fingers froze up and could never pull the trigger. <laughs> Yeah, because you're four foot nine. First of all, you're not scary. Second of all, <laughs> I can't help but laugh because, you, like, 
I see this like kill someone. Of course you're gonna freeze up. Normal people don't shoot other people. (laughs) (laughs) So I'm so confused. (laughs) Oh shit. Okay. So now let's fast forward back to June 11th, 1981, after he kills and consumes Renee. He realizes that he needs to get rid of the remaining evidence, so he attempts to dump Renee's remains in a nearby lake. He put her remains in two suitcases. However, he was caught in the act and arrested by French police four days later. <laughs> He's really just not good at this stuff. Like He really isn't. I, I almost feel sorry for him because it's like, could you just plan something? <laughs> could you at least just plan it out a little bit better? Yeah, he actually like, like if you're gonna do it, I do wish it right. we, we need to make a list of like worst murderers slash serial killers, and I think he would be at the top. <laughs> and I don't mean to make light because it's it's not funny. Renee, it's not the, funny. what happened to Renee is not funny. What happened to him with these sex workers wanting to like shoot them and and the German student that he tried to eat yeah. her butt like this isn't funny. No, We're laughing it's not. at his attempt at trying to be a criminal and he just doesn't have any luck with it right like he's like half-assing this (laughs) which yeah no this whole thing is just terrible i just don't know what else to do but make jokes that's all so remember how isei's wealthy father pulled some strings to get him out of that rape charge yeah well he attempts to do the same here he hires this very well-known lawyer who finds the right doctor to judge isei legally insane and after being held for two years in prison in Paris, Issei is found too legally insane to stand trial and is deported back to Japan. However, once he was back in Japan at a mental institution, he was examined by Japanese psychologists who all, I repeat, all declared him sane and found sexual perversion was his sole motivation for murder. 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 <laughs> so... Like, is that his daddy getting involved again? Paying off these psychologists? So he was declared sane, which means no, he I'm knew. Sorry. Yeah, that's not his dad. Yeah. So, like, did the dad pay off the psychologist back in Paris to deem him legally insane? And then literally all these other Japanese psychologists report him sane where he can stand a trial. Right. Which he can, yeah. He can st- barely. He's four foot nine, but he can, <laughs> he can stand. <laughs> okay. If this hasn't upset you enough, or you're just, you know, joining in our laughter here at him, not the victims, at him, not the victims. Let me just add coal to the fire because the records of what Issei did in Paris were sealed, which means Japanese authorities had no evidence to legally hold him, which means Issei checked himself out of the hospital on August 12th, 1986, and has basically remained free since that day. (gasps) Yep. Yep. No evidence to legally hold him. Didn't the French police catch him? It's sealed. Those, those Those files are sealed. For what? For what reason? For why? <laughs> For why? I don't know. They're just sealed, and like Japanese authorities, ha- like they, yeah. So the Japanese can't get to the French. No. So okay. they they technically have no reason to hold him. You know <sighs> what I mean? You see what I'm saying? Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. 
Issei is currently living as a, well, he was currently living as a minor celebrity in Tokyo, Japan. Since his release, he has been frequently invited to be a guest speaker and commentator, mostly between the years of 1986 and 97. He had played a role in a Japanese film as a sadosexual voyeur. He has written books about the murder he committed, as well as other topics, along with restaurant reviews for Japanese magazines. Now, I don't it didn't specify the Japanese magazine, so I'm wondering if it was the Japanese magazine his grandfather worked for. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Um, so people know about him over there, and they're just cool oh, with yeah. him. Yeah, yep. And he even wrote a book about it? Yeah. Okay, OJ Simpson. Right. Like, is that not enough to maybe just... I don't know. So good news is he can no longer find publishers for his writing and he struggled to find employment lady lately. He can no longer find publishers for his writing either. He was almost accepted for employment by a French language school because the manager was impressed by his courage of using his real name. And I literally put like 57 Uh, periods in here because I'm like, that's, that's how we get jobs now because I use my real name. That's courageous. Yep. So courageous. After you murder people, eat them, and then use your real name. You have the audacity. But employees of the school protested, and he was eventually rejected because it was so difficult to find employment. He was living off of a welfare benefits for some time. Good. Good. He shouldn't even get that. He shouldn't even get that. Issei's parents died in 2005 and was prevented from attending their funeral. And Vice Magazine interviewed him in 2011 where he admitted that being forced to make a living while being known for who he truly is, a cannibal, murderer, attempted rapist, was a terrible punishment. And then I put, insert world's smallest violin. Like, yeah, don't you think it was a punishment that you, the German student, who you, you know, attempted to rape, kill, eat, the prostitutes that you brought home and then the the person that you actually did in fact kill and eat right let's forget about that it's all about you right it's so hard because it's so hard for you to find employment it's so hard oh my god so two years later Issei was hospitalized from a cerebral infarction I think that's supposed to be an infection Infraction and <laughs> what is this? Infraction. Please let it be infarction. <laughs> <laughs> it says cerebral infarction. Uh, he would. He would get that. <laughs> yeah, that that's the real terminology, which is um, an area of necrotic tissue in the brain. It's caused by disrupted blood supply and restricted oxygen supply. So almost like a stroke. Yeah. Yep. So he had the infarction, which <laughs> which permanently damaged his nervous system. He now lives alone and needs daily assistance, which is provided by his younger brother or from caregivers at the time he claimed to have regretted the obsession. You don't say. Right. Like, this is what happens when you don't get the punishment that you're deserved, in my opinion. Exactly. Like, karma's a bitch. Karma gets comes back around. You, yeah, there was no justice for Renee and 
this is at least this is the justice yeah not enough but so that is the short tale of Issei and I'm gonna try and get an episode out to you guys hopefully before next Thursday since this one was Mm -hmm. so short yeah a little mini episode for you hopefully we'll get another one out on Saturday and then Rachel will be back for another episode next week yeah so if you don't already follow us on Instagram um, at sisters in crime pod sisters the letter n crime pod and we always welcome you to um, send us recommendations of the stories that you would like to hear yes all right well it is 70 degrees here in ohio so i need to go take aries to a patio and grab some dinner because very rarely does this happen so yes we need some serotonin Oh, yeah. So we will see you on the next episode, hopefully before next Thursday. Bye. Bye.